0: Welcome to 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, that's Eric Patterson. We are a week off? Is that what we had, EPAD? a week off? It's
1: a week off for your golf trip up to TPC Harding Park that we were just discussing. <laughs> um, you, didn't, you didn't quite pull off the Morikawa shot on 16, but you gave it your best effort. I was telling you
0: before our mics went hot, standing on the tee box, I don't know how he hit it i i don't know i mean there's cypress trees kind of in the way you'd have to go high you'd have to hit a cut to roll it up to seven feet or whatever he did uh from that tee box it, it, in the 70th hole of a major championship is i i have no idea how he did it
1: that's why i won what two million for it so uh you got some work to do to, to reach those <laughs> levels but uh, i'm glad you had a good time up at harding park that's uh, why he's the pro. <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. The rest of the, it was a good week to take off. I mean, no, no offense to the, the guys down in Punta Cana, but definitely an off week that was last week.
0: And that was definitely strategic. So the wife and I looked at the schedule and uh, I said, what would be the best week to, to leave in the middle of the week, get away for a couple of days? Obviously not a U.S. Open. Uh, the week after a major is usually pretty good. And the fact that it was Punta Cana, I was like, that's, that's the one. That's the one right there.
1: Yeah. It was uh, I was the same. I took Saturday off and really treat it like a didn't give it my full attention. If you will, maybe tuned into a little more football on Sunday than I uh, like to admit, but yeah, it was a nice finish. Hudson Swafford came through. I would have liked to have seen uh, Mackenzie Hughes pick up another victory, but um, another top, top result for him, but a uh, solid week. Uh, looking forward to, t- I'm actually excited for the, the Sanderson farms. There's some good names, a lot of, a lot of like first timers that we're expecting to break through. So getting back into the flow of things here after the u.s open
0: it, it's not a great field but it's 100 times better than last week's field
1: yeah like, like it doesn't even compare and the scottish opens going on too so if yes. you want to wake up saturday sunday morning a little maybe a little bit a little hangover you can tune into some uh, scottish golf with uh quite a stacked field over there as well so uh, did you get a
0: chance to talk to to mac daddy after uh after last week
1: i didn't know we were lining up the interview in KC One, and then um. Um, you know, it didn't quite go his way at the end. So I figured I would give him some breathing room. He uh, sounded pretty disappointed with how it ended. Obviously like when you're in that position, they just want to win. They don't care about if they come second or third or how much the money they make. it's all comes down to the victory.
0: And he, and he he made bogey on the 72nd hole, I believe. Right. Which it wouldn't have mattered anyway, but in that moment you want to at least give yourself a chance to get into a playoff. I assume. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a tough, uh, tough drive, put him in a bad spot on 18 and then Swafford made a birdie. 17 the group behind but yeah it wasn't meant to be but um every week there's a canadian and taylor Pendrith making noise down on the uh, corn Ferry tour as well so we're coming we're We're coming coming. um
0: (laughs) taylor Pendrith is like fifth in the non-member fedex cup points so if he could get a couple more starts up here make a little run might be able to get himself some some temporary membership status um let's talk about the u.s open you and i Oh boy! Uh, both have some crony, yeah, I Yeah, it's not great. Uh, in our defense, I'm, I'm willing
1: to eat it. It's fine by me. <laughs> uh,
0: in our defense, uh, Rory also doesn't know how it happened. How Bryson was able to to win at Winged Foot. I mean, uh, it was phenomenal. I mean, what he did to uh, what he ends up winning by six shots. Right? Six. six I believe. Six, yeah. six under. Wolfie was even. Even par. Um, yeah, that sounds right. It, it was. It was incredible. It was something I did not think could happen. Although I guess there's a, there's a lot, we'll talk through a lot of this, but I guess it kind of makes sense that the guys with um, fast clubhead, like fast clubhead speeds can hit the ball out of the rough. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Like Wolf did a lot, like Bryson did almost every single hole. Maybe that helps, but very impressive stuff from, from Bryson.
1: I mean, Hindsight being twenty twenty, you look back, you think about it all, it makes so much sense that Bryson would do well there just because of driving distance, the fairways are too narrow, um, his clubhead speed out of the rough is just, he, in his post, uh, after he won, he just said like what inspired him to get strong and develop that clubhead speed was watching Brooks Kepka like mash it through Beth Page Black at the 2019 PGA. So it always
0: comes back to Brooks Kepka with. But Bryson. like it's true because
1: Brooks was missing the fairways yeah. and he would just have pitching wedge in and he would swing it as hard as he can. It would fly up high, land soft on those greens, and just having that strength that Bryson has now is such an advantage. And um, it showed at, at at the PGA. It showed again at the U.S. Open that what he's doing is is completely worked. And it's just you know the new shift in in where golf is going as if you like it or not, it's uh, it's up for debate, but, um, he proved me wrong, completely wrong. He proved Rory wrong. Um, it was just, yeah, completely dominant performance and he was good everywhere else. It wasn't just driving either. So hat off to Bryson. He, he, uh, you know, he, everything he was doing in the off season is completely justified.
0: You mentioned this and Bryson mentioned this. He said, um, the fairways were too narrow. When when the fairways are that narrow and everyone's missing the fairway, the guy who's hitting it the furthest and is the strongest has an edge. He also mentioned, like, if the fairways are too wide, he has an advantage because he can spray it all over the place, still find a fairway. Um, So I guess what we're going to ask, if if we're not going to do anything with the equipment, which I don't necessarily think you should. I think that's a slippery slope. I think it's a can of worms that you open up. Uh, then we're going to rely on golf course architecture and the way they set up the course to be the defense. So I don't know what the right width of fairways are. And if it's just really thick, rough outside of that, but that might be like, we might just be relying on setup to play defense for the next, however many majors.
1: It's like, I wish I'm so happy. I'm not like a, Course setup guy because you're just <laughs> you're gonna get ridiculed regardless of the setup. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I you know reading some post round press conferences and quotes, Louis Oosthazen has no idea how to set it up to defend Bryson either. Um, one interesting take that uh, has been being floated around was it was almost like the rough was too thick because then how the ball was coming out of that rough was almost too predictable. Like you just swing it as hard as you can and it's gonna go eighty yards like every mm-hmm. time regardless. So I guess what what is very tricky for these guys is unpredictable rough where you get – it might be sitting up, it might be sitting uh, down. Like it's kind of like – Flyer-type s- lies.
0: Spotchy or whatever. Yeah, spotchy, like, yeah.
1: It's like, it's like – if you shrink down the rough maybe a couple inches, it could look buried, but it might also come out, like, perfectly clean. Mm. And then that's where you get the flyer lies. And I think that's might of what happened to Bryson at, like, the Memorial and at Olympia Fields where the rough wasn't, like, you know you you, you're losing your ball if you drop it in it or like you you know like six or seven inch rough which is just everyone just hacking it and gouging it so if you make the rough like a i i I personally do not know the length of the rough to make this happen but you need to have some kind of unpredictable nature for that grass that puts a little doubt in these guys heads because every time bryson walks up to the ball in the rough any of those guys give me a wedge swing it as hard as i can it's probably going to go 80 to 100 yards and run out up onto the green so Mm. I mean, I, I, again, I don't have all the answers. I have that's no answers interesting. Really, but. I, I,
0: I've, I've not heard that. I mean, the theory makes sense, right? It it's,
1: is. Uh, it's. I'll give it to Andy Johnson from the Friday. Egg. Came up with it. He's a huge course setup architecture guy. Where he just said, you know, the the, the three to four inch rough where it looks thick might not be thick. Um, that's the stuff that really confuses these guys. Not these. Not the five six inch rough where they just know it's just right. hack it out and hope it goes as far as it can.
0: Interesting. I, I okay, so I guess that leads into does something need to be done i guess it's part 1 and then with that is like do you care okay because here's here's the argument Kyle Porter from CBS my pal made this and it's a very good argument but I, I i don't know where i agree with it or not it's like if you just hit driver wedge every single hole you've eliminated what used to be like the skill set that set you apart, which was like your short irons, your mid irons, your long irons, like the ball striking, what we call like the purest part of golf, right? The guys who have the best swings are these, be- are these ball strikers that can hit. Like imagine Adam Scott hitting a-, a four iron, like the most beautiful thing in the entire world. Yeah. Like that's the beautiful game. Now, I don't know if I care about the beautiful game. I- I'm-, I'm all for optimization in my world. I'm all for pushing the limits, doing everything within the rules. So I don't know how much I care about it, but like, do you care? Should something be done? Or is this an overreaction to Bryson winning one major championship?
1: I think maybe a bit of both. It's so, we could talk about this for hours. There's yeah. people it's been, you know, we're two weeks past it and we're still talking about it because it is such a compelling topic. Um, I think my biggest issue is that I don't think the driver should be the easiest club in the bag to hit um there's been guys who say you know whenever they're feeling a little nervous they just pull out the driver they swing it as hard as they can that club <laughs> face is so forgiving yeah the, it's so it, big it, it's it's gonna probably go straight with the way these guys swing it um i just don't think the driver should be something you can just swing as hard as you can at i think there should be a some some sort of precision with hitting a driver like rory McIlroy probably hits the center of the square the like club face more frequently than anyone else whereas you know, Bryson could hit it off the toe, or any of these guys who swing it really hard can hit it off the toe. It still goes 330, 320. Like, it's so forgiving. So, that's my biggest issue. Just watching them swing as hard as they can. It, it does take the beauty out of like those old school swings, even like so, like the Tiger long irons. Those things. That's why we marvel at Morikawa, what Morikawa does, because he can hit his five iron and six irons just as well as these guys can hit their pitching wedges. Like, that is a, a trait, that is a skill that. Needs to be rewarded. Obviously, it was at the PGA championship, but I just I think we're moving away from that type of skill and we are going to see a lot more 360 yard drives. Bryson's putting a 48 inch driver into his bag soon, which is out of control. Yeah. But he's going to figure out a way to control that and it could be going 380. And then he's just going to be, it's, every course is a pitch and pot at that point.
0: So that's kind of the thing with this is the, the you know, we're, we're recording this September 30th, 2020. Uh, Bryson's not stopping. right? Like he's not like, I'm content with my game and I'm going to see if I, how many majors I can win in my current form. He's, he has already like within an hour of him winning at winged foot was like, yeah, I'm going to put the 48 inch driver in my bag. I'm going to try to hit it. 360, 370, 380. See how far I can take this. Like he's not stopping and other guys aren't going to stop either. So it's not like we need to, if we're going to play defense, it's not against September 30th, 2020. It's about like the future of the game, which I think is interesting. Now this, this kind of leads me to another, another thing, Epat, which is like, should pros play by different rules and or equipment than the rest of the public? So it's weird, right? Cause you have other, you have sports, right? You have, uh, you know, the NBA and rec league at the YMCA, like are relatively the same, but guy, you know, the, the rules are the same, but, the skill sets are completely different, but in golf, when you have uh, such different skill sets, you kind of need, I feel like you kind of need different rules, right? Like, I don't think there should ever be a, uh, uh, like out of bounds for, for, for recreational play. Like everything should be a lateral hazard. Like literally everything should be a lateral hazard. If you hit it 200 yards up in the fairway, you're not reaching it from there, go up, drop it. Like, I think there should be different rules. Should there be different equipment? Should pros have to play, Different balls, different drivers. Like, I mean, they already they already test this yeah. stuff. They already have conforming clubs. Should it just be different?
1: They already play different equipment. What you can, True. You can't go to wherever, Golf Galaxy, <laughs> Dick Sporting Goods. We have the same stores up here in Canada. You can't go there and get the driver that Bryson has. It'll look the same. It'll look the exact same. You can't go get the same one Tiger has. It'll look the same, but in yep. as a package, through the shaft, through the club head, through the waiting, through how hot the faces are, they're different. So and, and, they're and already playing the best.
0: They're also like, did you know there's like 11 different types of Pro V1s that you can get? Like
1: there's, like not, I, yeah, there's
0: not the Pro V1, there's not the Pro V1X. That's what we get at Golf Galaxy. There's like high flight, low flight, mid flight. There, there's, there's like 11 different versions of it that you will never be able to
1: see. They get to pick, the pros get to pick what ones they want, but yeah. in general, Joe Schmo gets a box of whatever. So it's, they're, they're, they're already playing different equipment. Um, yes, it's going to look the same. The club heads about the, the exact same size, plus or minus, whatever. But I, I, it's, it's, again, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's, I, I'm interested to see what happens at Augusta because I do think that there is a, an Augusta ball potentially in play, a limited flight ball that they might one day put in whatever, how far down the road that is, I don't know. But if that course starts getting picked apart, and just uh, bludgeon into death with driver wedge. Uh, they, they would be the ones who have who have enough power, have enough you know say in the game to do that. That's that's the masters. Everyone will conform to whatever they say. But it's it's so tricky. It's so hard to say because I I'm a believer that they already are playing different equipment. So um, and that and that their equipment's better than our equipment. So it's like they're already getting an advantage. Um, I don't that's know. Crazy. You can compare it to different sports. I guess tennis a few years ago, their ball was getting too fast. So that's, we saw it in like the serve and volley area era. I guess these guys were just hitting it, you know, 120 mile per hour serve volley. There was no rallies anymore. There was no strategy. It was just kind of a power game. So they slowed the ball down, which made, you know, those rallies come back into play. The angles come back into play. Um, I just, yeah, I could talk about this forever, but I, I would just for golf, um, you know the, some of the best courses in the world are just are slowly diminishing in their in their prestige and and how tough they actually were designed to be played it would just be if if Fenway Park became no longer existent if Wrigley became too small for the MLB players um people would be up in arms to be rolling back whatever it is they have going on there so yeah. um again uh, you could say the same for golf but again this is like a, it's coming from Bryson winning one tournament. We're probably overreacting. Um, but I, I just think it's a trend. And it's going to be, it's like the smallest snowflake in a snowball that's just going to continue to grow and grow. Yeah.
0: Uh, very interesting to see how this works itself out over the next months. I mean, and, and years, quite frankly, because even if, even if you got the regulating bodies all together and decided something was going to change today, it wouldn't even go into effect for at least a year, right? I mean, that's how these things go, right? The anchor ban, anything like that, you get a grace period. So even if they decided, hey, we're rolling everything back right now, uh, Bryson's got like five more majors uh, before those things would go into effect. You could stockpile a lot of trophies and a lot of major championships with with the current form. So it's going to be- Just
1: one, I guess, uh, so Wingfoot, they purchased a bunch of land on, I think it's number 16, or they moved that tee back, cost a bunch of the members a ton of money. Um, I think they, they stretched it out to like 500 yards and Bryson went driver wedge when, when, what they wanted to do was have it like driver five iron driver, six iron. And, but like, you just no amount of land it's yeah. You can't keep building these courses longer and longer because the longer guys are just going to keep getting an advantage because of, you know, how far they hit it. So it's weird that, you know, in order to limit length, we're actually building courses longer when that's just giving the guys who are the longest an advantage. So yeah. shrink down the courses, make every par four, you know, 300, 300 yards and see what happens.
0: <laughs> see, just watch everybody drive the green. <laughs> um, that'd be pretty cool. Okay. Anything else on Bryson? I have one other topic for today. One that I te- I teased on Twitter, but I mean, I know we could talk about this for, for years, but anything else on Bryson equipment, us open that I missed.
1: Uh, know I, it might sound like I'm bashing them or like I hats off to this guy for taking one of the biggest risks a professional athlete can take in terms of transforming their body when they are already a top 15, top 10 player in the world. Yeah. Um, he, this guy is not going to stop trying to find edges. So, um, good for him for, it, you know, using, using the equipment, using the, using technology to his advantage and just, uh, yeah. Showing that it can be done. And,
0: and, and, and I completely agree. Uh, like if you're willing to do whatever it takes and also it didn't take that long. No. Like, it was like seven months. He was like, ah, yeah. At the beginning of the year, he was like, I'm just going to do this. And he did like, that's it's kind of crazy that he could quote unquote, break it in that short of a period of time.
1: That, whatever training program that he is on, uh, they should be selling uh, copies online. It's
0: orgain. Uh, yeah. don't you know that it's like all he talks about <laughs> or gain. Oh man. He
1: had to thank all the sponsors in the post round press conference too. That was Bryson is, uh, I love, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I was cheering against him. I didn't want to see him win, but man, he is, he makes worth, golf fun
0: worth every dollar. If you sponsor Bryson, I promise you that let will see if I can get him a, a Rick run on his, on his bag or something. Um, <laughs> how much, how much do you think that goes? How much does a bag sponsorship cost for Bryson? He's got
1: uh, he's got like Trump national on his bag. So I'm sure oh. someone's paying a premium for it. Bose and Trump, uh, Trump golf courses are on his bag. So. Yeah, if you, you can go. if you can match those guys' paychecks, then yeah, get on there.
0: Uh, I don't think I can. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see. Uh, all right, I put this out on Twitter. I talked about how we can make, or if even anyone cares to make, a season-long fantasy golf product slash league slash whatever that is more similar about fantasy football. And the reason the reason this came up, Epat, is I think it is very clear that. Fantasy season-long fantasy football, obviously very popular. It's great. Um, It has the built-in benefits of it being a weekly game, which golf also has. I feel like us as golf fans miss out on the fun of fantasy season-long fantasy football, where it's like, I want to draft. I want to have free agents. I want to have trades. Uh, I know that there are one and done. That's not what I'm talking about. I know that there are best ball leagues. I ran a 200 person best ball league last year. It was fine, but it's just like, it's not active management. So I guess my first proposal is can a season long fantasy golf league even work? Because there's a lot of quirks to it. And then how we would even create one of these and what the rules would be. Uh, we'd have to figure
1: out as well. I think, yeah, like you, you brought this up on Twitter and I thought instantly, like, yeah, why like, why don't we have something like this? Because like you said, it's it's weekly. You have this down period to do your waivers, to do your trading. You can start a lineup every week depending on who's playing. I think there's something there for sure. And um, I've done best ball, like people were throwing out like doing best ball because that's you know, I guess that's the newest thing in, in fantasy football, but like to me, that's not that fun. You just do your draft. I I have one baseball team, and I couldn't even name you a single guy on my team because I just yep. you just set it and forget it. And that's not that's not what's you know fun about fantasy football for me. Obviously, the draft's good, but you know it's the active management, it's the trades, it's like cruising through the free agent pool, it's setting your lineup, it's all those decisions that go into it that makes it fun. And I think I think golf's in a great spot for that. It would be weird because not everyone plays every weekend, that, but yeah, but you. So you have your top tier guys, you have like your, your middling range guys, like Sung Jay would play every week. So that's maybe <laughs> he'd be a like top the most, pick for that. he'd be
0: like the top pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then, but then that's where like, uh, you know, free agents become like a huge deal. You'd have, you'd probably have like six or depending on the roster size, maybe like 25% of your roster is like constantly being turned over every week, which I think is kind of fun.
0: I, okay. So this, so I listen to a lot of like season long fantasy football content and I'm like, I wish we could create this content for like. Could you imagine if we came on here and we were like, "All right, who are the pickups for this week?" Well, like, if is so and so available in your league, like, like he, this guy's probably like like, going to play the next three weeks in a row, right? Like, you you have to start thinking about what their schedules are going to be and who the top pickups are, and so, like that's the stuff that we're missing that I think could be a lot of fun.
1: I man, you you keep bringing it up. Like, yeah, this uh, <laughs> this week would be like Davis Riley. No one would have him. He'd be like, whatever your free agent budget is like those right. those bids would be going in people would want to get davis on their on their roster someone who ever scooped up wills alatoris for the u.s open would be laughing and have like if it was like a keeper league you could have i mean you could go on and on i think you could rival exactly what fantasy football does um i don't know you probably do it based on uh earnings for the week i don't know how you'd pay it out or so like,
0: that's the thing so uh, so i guess um So I I always think like, okay, it would be cool to do like head-to-head, right? Like just like in fantasy football, you rotate through the schedule. Although by the time you got to the playoffs, the most important time, you'd probably have to have multiple weeks because you don't want to get into a situation where you lose your playoff matchup just because Rory took the week off or whatever. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. I think think you'd just do – I don't know. I saw someone said that they do one where it's like, 12 team league and if you win the week you're 11 and 0 you just get points based on how many however many players you beat that's so everyone's record would be 11 and 0 the last guy whoever had the least amount of money earned would be 0 and 11 because you lost every head-to-head matchup so Mm -hmm. i I think there's definitely probably different ways to do it different fair ways to do it um you could do i'm in one right now actually that is so it's obviously daily daily like weekly dfs Mm -hmm. but um we do like there's 25 of us uh, top top finisher gets ten points second gets seven five three one and then you just it's an ongoing points race pretty much so it's pretty much the exact same thing as a, a season long you just have you draft you draft a, you draft a line, new lineup every week
0: so I, I like the idea of you play against everybody every week. What's that called? Rotisserie, right? Isn't that I guess what so, yeah. Rotisserie is called? Old
1: school baseball.
0: Right. Which I, I think makes sense. Cause then you wouldn't necessarily even have to have playoffs Would just be like, okay, if the season ends at the BMW championship or whatever, whatever your record is throughout. Um, I mean, you could do earnings. You could go off. I kind of like the idea of doing it draft King. So I wanted to, I wanted to take the best of draft. So people were like, well, why don't you just redraft every single week? And I'm like, well, why don't I just play DraftKings every single week? Yeah, like that's, that's, that's
1: the same, that's, that's the same thing. You knew that.
0: Yeah, that, that exists. And like I, that, then there's no trades, there's no waivers, there's no free agency, nothing like that. Um, So I was like, so, so I wanted to make it like start six guys, which would be what you've done, what you did on DraftKings. That might be too many. or Or you'd have to have rosters that were like 18 golfers. And if you have rosters that are, I don't know, 18 golfers, Having to start six of them if there's ten people in your league, you're talking about 180 golf. Feels like a lot. So I, I don't know. You might you might have to just start four a week, for example. But I like the idea of DraftKings scoring because it the 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 the, the scoring already exists. Your, people are aware of it. Try not to reinvent the wheel here. Like I'm not trying to do like one point for a fairway hit. You, you know what I mean? No, like,
1: keep it like that. Keep it points based, like what DraftKings does, which and, would be it would be and, easy to you know you don't have. I like that too as well. I don't know, like money is money it varies on what tournament they're playing. So you'd
0: Yes. Every you week would the be the same for people. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily like if you're only starting four guys. If you miss the cut and you get twenty two DraftKings points, at least you got twenty two DraftKings points.
1: And you could do like best four or six guys, you could do it so you do hedge against guys missing the cut or even like top picks missing the cut. Um I think like it depends on how many how many players would be you you you'd take like a hundred. I like it seems like mm-hmm. a lot. I think the less the fewer players that are rostered, the the more fun it is for like you know midweek pickups and stuff because you'd be trying to build your lineup based around that given tournament. Depending on you know everyone would be going, going after the top guys on free agency every week, which I think would be fun, and you'd have like tough jobs to make. Like I don't know, you'd have if one of the top guys is in a funk or like maybe like a Matt Kuchar might be a decent example. He's like 20th in the world, but he's been playing kind of crappy. You could drop him for a, a Sam Burns or someone who's going to make a run on the fall swing.
0: I want to read some of these responses because there were a couple of good ones. I'm trying to find uh, the one that I wanted to point out here. Doing prize money throughout the year came up a couple of times like that's that's
1: whatever. That's I'm what not. we that's what people do in one and done that's yeah. yeah i think prize money is probably probably out but i, I do like the the points total because everyone's familiar with DraftKings scoring
0: yeah exactly um okay it was it was hunter o'neill who said he runs a 12-man league like this auction style draft that would be interesting we'll talk about that in a second each team selects eight players uh, we play four each week. Trades, waivers, free agents are all available. Each team faces every other weekly. So at the end of the event, a winner has an 11 and no record. That to me,
1: I think is the pretty b- spot on. Yeah. Best
0: scenario so far. Would you auction style draft or would you snake it? Cause I think, I think if you asked me this a couple of years ago, I'd be like, there's only like three guys at to the top. If you have one of the top three picks, that's great. But I don't know. The tour is deeper. And, if, and those guys don't play every single week. Like, i i think there's i think you could snake it and get away with it
1: i think you could too people would probably think that they're drawn dead if they got like the 10th or 12th guy you're picking i don't know you're picking a a european maybe who doesn't have a ton of starts or like it 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 would be hard to it would be hard to rank the players to begin with because a lot of it is starts based so some of the some of the dudes like i'm just thinking maybe fleetwood who's like in that 12th in the world ranking he doesn't play a ton on the pga tour um it's uh there's so many ways to do it i think auction i like because that just brings in more strategy to me you could you could go jt rory and then just a bunch of scrubs and hope to get lucky that way or you can build a completely balanced like there's just i why not both are you are you planning on developing this or something here's here's
0: also the other problem is like i don't know where this exists like i don't want to i don't want to keep track of all of this myself. So, so what I would love to, so here's my ideal situation is if like, I had a league that I could talk about, we could chat about and we could create content for, but like in the same way that Matthew Barry from ESPN plays in a league, he doesn't run like all the other leagues or make all the other decisions. Like I want this from like, I think it would be fun for me personally I think it would be fun for the community. I think it would be good for content and but like I don't know where this exists. like could is there a customizable like Fantrax is where we did our best ball. It seems to be highly customizable, but like everyone would have to go set up their own league like they do for fantasy football. Um, but I don't know if fantrax can handle this. I don't know if there is another piece of software. I don't want to do it through Google Sheets or whatever. Uh, yeah
1: no, that'd be a nightmare. Fan, uh, Yahoo had Or it, Yahoo. Like, yeah, who had fantasy, but it was more like weekly, set your lineup every week based on who's playing. You pick from tiers, I believe it was. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't quite as, quite the same as uh, what we're kind of getting at here. But I think something that just resembles exactly what football does would be so much fun.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I don't think, right, don't reinvent the wheel. Like everyone's very familiar with fantasy football. Just take all the best parts of it, turn it into golf, call it a day. Like I would, because, I, I would be thrilled with that
1: some of the ones like i used to do fan i used to do i used to do hockey i did baseball but i tried basketball but like those those leagues where you got like you got to make new lineups every day based on because there's five games on a tuesday 10 games on a wednesday it's just so that. hard to keep yeah. track so that's the best part about football you, you set it like you know you maybe got a guy going thursday but mainly set it sunday and then away you go so this would be set it thursday and and then regroup come monday um <laughs>
0: the season. So I, I wanted to touch on your point about like the perception of like, if you have the first pick or second pick or third pick. So in December or January, I think it was in December. We did a draft on Pat Mayo show a right. season long draft. And, and we had a couple of stipulations. Like you had to have a guy over 40 and you had to have, have, have a rookie. Those were the only stipulations, but like, for example um, Rory and JT, they went one, two uh, Brooks went in the second round. He was like, pick, so it was, I think, six people. So he would have been at the turn six, seven. He was seventh. And, like, he had a bad year. Like, you would have got burned on that. Patrick Cantley went eighth. He, like, you probably would have got Average burned year. on that. Yeah. Uh, Bryson didn't go until the third round. So, like, things, things do change in golf. A lot. Yeah.
1: Like, Morikawa probably wasn't even. He was fifth he round. Would have been, so, like, twenty. Yeah, that's a pretty, 30th. pretty big steal. Yeah. Like, Matt Wolf probably went pretty late. He would have been a nice one to have at the end of the year. Like, maybe even like a he could have been like a potential free agent pickup. Um, yes. there's guys like that.
0: Spieth went early. Like, could you imagine? Like, like there, there's just, there's so much, there's so much to consider and it changes so often. We talk about how volatile this is, especially over. I mean, uh, let's say we started this in January. You're talking about what? 35, 36 events. Like that's a long time. Yeah. it,
1: it That may be the knock against it. It is such a long season. Like f- football is, you know, for three, four months and you're, you're done with it. But mm-hmm would you i guess you would start january to the tour championship that's probably a, a logical season like
0: yeah i think the l- most logical season would be sony to bmw
1: bmw yeah
0: you're the first full field event to basically it's not the last full field event but it's the last 70 and then you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about the staggered start you don't have to worry about those 30 guys because if you're in a 10 person league and you have to start four there's no way you all have everybody in right. for a championship, just mathematically. So I think the the best way would be Sony to BMW.
1: I think that's, I, I, I would love to play in one. I, I wish there was something like that out there. I was just thinking like you could even go cause you'd want like guys that play, you'd almost want to map out their schedule ahead of time. Like yeah. if you really want to start thinking about it, you know, the guys who are going to be playing those mid-tier like the waste management you know the guys are going to be playing like the desert classic or tory or just like you would be familiar with their schedules you'd hopefully try to piece together perfect lineups almost all the time like it would be it would be weird to have like the start set decisions. so if you have eight guys who are all playing that week and then next week you only got like three guys it would just be like there's i could see a lot of in-season turnover in-season activity that i think is what makes fantasy extremely fun too so you'd be made, you'd be wheeling and dealing all season based on where you are if you have if you're if you're down on down on the rankings or yeah if you're like low in the standings you got to make up some ground rory's not playing you might need to flip him for someone like a scotty scheffler this week and, and try to make up ground that way it's true like it there's so awesome. much to consider i think it'd be sweet um
0: all right so you're in if this ever gets off the ground <laughs>
1: So what is it? We got three months to create a new website and develop it all.
0: Uh, or, okay, here's here's the call to action. Uh, if anyone knows a site that this can be done on in some form or fashion, I'll look into fan tracks. Uh, we, I thought it was fine when we used it for best ball. It had its issues, but it was very customizable and allowed us to do a lot of stuff. If If there's a customizable option for this, that might be a good place. I'd love to have, you know, I'd love for everybody to get out there, get your friends. We'll have a hundred leagues or whatever. And they're all 10 or 12 people or something like that. But um, we got to find a place for it. So if anybody knows Rick at Rick send me an email. We'll try to, we got, we got three months to try to figure this there's out. It's gotta
1: be one, like some, one of those sites can come up with it. I don't know. Like, Yahoo definitely wouldn't at this point, but like you said, fan tracks, there's a few others. I'm sure that are middling in the fantasy stuff that can, that can pull it together. I like the scoring scene you just use DraftKings scoring i think that would be completely fine and then head-to-head or just like like we were saying roto rotos
0: probably i i like head-to-head better because i think it would be fun to be like yo epat i'm playing you this week you suck i hate you but like i think actually like for the betterment of the league i think roto is probably the best
1: and then yeah auction snake I think there's two different, two, two different ways to go about it. I think both are completely fine. Both are really, really interesting and uh, different strategies involved.
0: And that's the thing. As this, in theory, evolves, this is whatever you want. This, I mean, fantasy football's got PPR. It's got half-point PPR. You've got snake. You've got auction. You've got waiver wire keepers. or your fab budget. You've got keepers. You've got uh, dynasty. Like, like It can be anything you want all within like the same small core values.
1: Who would be your first overall pick in a keeper draft?
0: Oh, Justin Thomas, I think. Yeah. Right. I mean, JT
1: Rom, Morikawa probably like top three, maybe Rory.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rory's like has many years left. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's be very a, clear.
1: But a twenty team keep like give yeah, you like a Morikawa, you could have Morikawa for his entire twenty five year career. That'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, Rory's thirty one. Justin Thomas is what twenty eight. Twenty seven, uh, I think. Yeah. Twenty seven. So I mean, yeah. But like, it's it's
1: interesting to think about it from that. Point of view uh golfers don't typically like tiger would be pretty low on the list yeah but for a single year someone might might take them a bit early but uh, um, most of the young guys i guess are the best players but um, you might be more inclined to take like a zalatoris or a davis riley or someone who can make some noise
0: I was really impressed with how many people were like, oh yeah, like, their we, own. like we do this, but yeah. we do it all on like this weird website I developed or like we all do it all through Google Sheets or like I send out an email every single week, which, which to me says one, that's awesome. And two, like people want that. Like people this is, doing it. it's already happening. Imagine if there was an easy way to do it, how many other people would. So if anybody wants to create this site, uh, I'm happy to give it the little boost on the platform that I have available. If this works, it'd be, it'd be great. So.
1: Hopefully, someone reaches out and, and throws, throws in uh, some suggestions. That'd be, that'd be interesting and definitely something different to uh, look forward to and strategize about for a full season. There's nothing worse than setting, like doing a best ball or doing a pool where you just pick guys and you, you check it at, at the end of the year and see what happened. Like, those are, that's not what we're looking for here.
0: Right. That's not what we're looking for. Those exist. They're fine. They're different. That's not what I'm looking for.
1: Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we got three months to figure it out before the Sony.
0: Ah. Uh... Now I'm all amped up. Epat, the score. What's going on?
1: Are we doing picks for the Sanderson first?
0: Shoot, yeah. uh, Let me get my notebook here.
1: (laughs) Sanderson Farms. We Uh, took last week off. Last week would have been a a bloodbath anyways.
0: The chicken capital. Uh, Let's see here. All right.
1: I forget who I even had at the U.S. Open and all those.
0: You had Xander to win. You had Rom to top 10. You had Brendan Todd as your sleeper.
1: Todd lingered. He did the same thing he did at the PGA. He was hitting fairways, but fell, fell off at the uh, on the weekend.
0: He did. All right. Sanderson Farms. Let's talk about this. Sanderson Farms. Um, back-to-back reigning Rookies of the Year are here. Scotty Scheffler, first start back since testing positive for COVID, which forced him to WD from the U.S. Open. The shortest he's ever been, 11, 10, 12 to one. Uh, the most expensive he's ever been on DraftKings. Any concerns, Epat? pat
1: uh, I wasn't until what he, he said this morning in his press conference that he had, there's some game, parts of his game right now that are a little rusty and he's oh, not no. in the exact rhythm I didn't that, that he would typically be in. But again you could just have low expectations. You know, maybe you don't think your game sharp, he, sharp. He comes out tomorrow and shoots, you know, 64 and he snaps right back into it. So I think I'm not overly concerned. I think if he didn't, like if he didn't skip the U S open, people would be all over. him. So what's for four rounds at maybe even two rounds at the U S open. Um, I don't think it should just like persuade you to go elsewhere. I yeah, I, he think wouldn't I, have, I like him a lot.
0: He wouldn't have played otherwise. No. Right. Yeah.
1: He's played. So I looked into the Sanderson numbers. he came 16th, I think last year, and the first year he played it, he lost nine strokes putting and gained 10, over 10 T to green. so uh, I think it seems like a perfect spot for him just to kind of swoop in and steal his first win. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not overly concerned.
0: I love it. Um, let's start with let's start with sleepers. Is everyone Ooh. in the industry sleeper Davis Riley?
1: Seems like it, right? He, but his numbers dropping like heavily. I think I saw him at thirty-three to one. So stop
0: it. He opened at yeah. like two twenty-five.
1: Oh wait, Davis. Sorry, I. There's too many Davises. I was oh. thinking Cameron. Cameron Davis.
0: Oh, I like him too. I like <laughs> yeah, him see, too. Okay.
1: A lot. Yeah. No, uh, Davis Riley's down. I saw him at down to like a hundred to one. So yeah, yeah, that's what um, I, I, I can see the narrative around it I, I'm not I'm not entirely sold he missed his cut he missed the cut last week on the corn Ferry tour. He, he's been missing some cuts a little more frequently than I would have liked but uh, the upside's definitely there to contend um, All right, I, I just for a from DraftKings perspective if he's approaching like 10% that might be a little too high uh,
0: for our purposes I'll take him as my sleeper
1: go for it minus
0: two wins on the corn Ferry Mississippi kid he's from like uh, Hattiesburg, which is like an hour and a half from from Jackson should be a very comfortable spot for him. Made the cut here last year. I will take Davis Riley as my sleeper.
1: What is our sleeper things again? 50 think and over? I we said 50. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to cheat because his number, ju- I just saw 50 on him, you can but he's 9,100 on DK and Ches Chaz You
0: want Ches? You can have Ches if you want him.
1: I don't think a lot of people are talking about him. I don't know. He came third at the Safeway, like two starts ago. Yeah. Um,
0: this, I have not said if his name all week. A, so yeah, that,
1: this turns into approach and, and putting. I think uh, I think he's kind of everyone wants to talk about first timers, but these old these these veterans want to they want to win just as badly as the first timers. And Ches has done it before, so I'll I'll take a cheap one with uh, a ninety one hundred DK sleeper in Ches Revi.
0: Ches Revi, your sleeper uh, top ten. So this golfer just has to make the top 10. One way or another for us to get credit for it. Would you like to go first?
1: No, you go,
0: you go. All right. Uh, I'm going with Will Zalators because... Really? yes. Yes. Uh, I think there are very few opportunities in handicapping where your goals for the golfer align with the golfer's goals. So obviously winning is one thing, but with the seven sponsors exemptions that Will Zalatouris has that he's not touched yet, and if he continues... Cashing top tens, he gets to play the next week. And he's trying to earn enough points for that special temporary membership status. So yes, he'll be trying to win. Yes, he'll be trying to play the best that he can, but he's gonna have his eye on that top ten number all week long. And I think it's rare that you get that opportunity, and I don't want to miss it.
1: Hey, that's a valid point. My only rebuttal would be he already has his last week he didn't have an invite into the Sanderson. He's already he's got his Shiner's exemption yeah. and he admitted to being exhausted and mustering everything he could to get that 65 out of him um at uh at Punta Cana so so
0: so you think you think a Thursday Friday ejection get a little extra rest go to go to Shriners and uh have your have your I mean I could see that happening
1: I could see him coming out hot maybe riding that 65 and then maybe letting the gas off on the weekend and just points are points like a 30 top 40 top 30 those are Average results, but there's still points. I think he still wants to make the cut. I don't think yeah. he's just going to waste the start that he has. But he I just needs, don't think that motivation is there, right? Like
0: he needs 98 more points, which would be like you know, there's a lot of different ways to get to 98, right? I think is so. that all he needs? Yeah, That's like a you, have to get to, place. you have to get to 125 from last year, and he's 98 points away from it.
1: Yeah, he's going to get it. I think this is a perfect time for him to capitalize. he Oh, oh he's not. He's not going to be playing the the CJ cup and those, those events, but he'll go Shriners and then he'll probably play Bermuda. And then uh, I guess the Houston open is the rest of the is that season. What, is that
0: what would be next?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he definitely seems destined to be on the, the PGA tour. It is interesting because if, if COVID didn't hit, he would be like the hot rookie that everyone would be loving. <laughs> okay. and same with Davis Riley.
0: I've made this case. I made this case earlier. So there, there was already a situation where the line was blurring between the best players on the corn ferry and I don't know, player 100 on the PGA Tour. And, and you saw that because Scotty Scheffler immediately, immediately comes up, has great success. Uh, Sungjae Im comes up, immediately has great success. Now with the COVID and the fact that the, no PGA Tour player lost their card, that line is even blurrier. There are definitely, definitely guys on the Corn Ferry Tour who are better than a lot of guys on the PGA Tour. And I think this year more than any, that's the case.
1: Do you know Will Zalatoris's World Golf ranking?
0: Do I know what his data golf uh, projected ranking is, or do I know what his actual world? His golf
1: actual one.
0: Um, I don't. If I had to guess, eighty-one.
1: Okay, he's seventy, which okay. is just quickly looking at the list. He's ahead of Spieth, Cameron Champ, Sebastian Munoz. He's ahead of Max Homa. He's ahead of Doc Redman, Norin Howell. Like. Corn yeah. Ferry tour guy, but he's legit, he's a PGA tour player.
0: Data Golf so. had him ranked at like 24th, which I think is a bit aggressive, but
1: <laughs> I guess I don't know what they base that off of. He's I don't know. he is impressive, but yeah. I think there could be a maybe a bit of a lull in his performance this week, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he contends.
0: Uh your top ten for this week.
1: <clears throat> top ten lock is going to be uh Scotty Scheffler. I just Scotty. think Scotty. Tita Green. If you give me a guy like what was his, what would his odds to be top five in strokes getting T to green this week? Like even money? Oh like he's constantly top ten, top five T to green.
0: Oh, That's real quick. Real quick. The nerdiest fantasy league we could do, uh, because golfers don't have positions. Is you have two guys for off the tee, two guys for approach, two guys for around the green, and two guys for putting. Add up their strokes gained for the week, and that determines whether you win or not. So you only get, so you get Rory, but you have to decide which which stat you get them for that week.
1: So you get their stroke, you get their strokes gained. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty. That's yeah. I've, all right, let's develop the first one, and then that'll be five years from now. We can we can turn that iteration around that would when, be, when they, when they get be pretty link, cool though
0: shot link at every you, like you'd have to take off the weeks so they don't have shot link.
1: yeah that would be that would be tough but like like mackenzie use would, would be, be like a first like do you want good putters like those would be like your you, you tight ends. <laughs>
0: elite guys that play a lot like elite at one thing so like like hideki you would just play like around the green and like uh, him and
1: Benny Ann, or the are around the green guys.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then you get like I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who's like well round. Like the well rounded guys aren't as good because they're you have to decide where they're going to be.
1: That yeah, week. that'd be interesting. Bryson would be first for like off the tee. or would just dominate.
0: Yeah, he would dominate that. Anyway, sorry. That um... is that is
1: super nerdy though. You <laughs> geeked out too hard there, thinking about who would be who would be what.
0: <clears throat> That's next level. Uh, all right, your so this is what our Essentially, our one and done is so you've picked Redmond at the Safeway, which oh, no, you, I already did. You that was T3 money for you. That was good though. Yeah. Xander at the US Open. I don't remember what he finished.
1: I think uh, he was top five.
0: Oh, dang, he definitely so was top five. So you're doing great here. Uh, now your pick for so you can't use either one of those two. Your pick for the Sanderson,
1: I get to go first. Yeah, I'll go uh, Sam Burns then. Nice, I think again, yeah. Everyone's on Sam Burns. Everyone's on Doc Redman this week. It's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty popular play, but.
0: I love it. Um, Fun fact. Since the restart, there are two golfers in this field who have gained more than one stroke per round on the field and have are positive in all four strokes gain categories. Sam Burns, Cameron Davis. That's it. That's the list.
1: Cameron Davis made that list, eh?
0: Yeah. He's been, he's been impressive. Um, I'm going to take Scotty. I'm going to take Scotty. And I, yeah. So I think that. You
1: duped me. I thought, I thought you were skeptical of him. I
0: am. I am. (laughs) But, but here's the thing. I think you're right that uh, if he played the U S open, we're only talking two or four more rounds that we would have seen from him. Uh, I don't know what he's been up to. Maybe he is a little rusty. Maybe he's just setting low expectations. I think he's still very clearly the best player in this field. I also think to his credit, he doesn't have a natural fit really anywhere else, right? And even if you want to use him at a bigger event, like you're going to get a lot of bigger names there too. Like, I don't know what I don't have a reason for not burning him yeah.
1: now. If I'm that just trying sense. to like, what is Scotty Scheffler's game? Because he does, is it just everything well? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's better T to
0: Green. It's definitely yeah. better T to Green, but he's, I mean, he's very solid.
1: Like, when he's on, he is like. Constantly got like five foot, ten foot looks for birdie and just
0: makes looks, a ton of birdies.
1: Yeah, just pounds, pounds, uh, puts it tight all the time. But yeah, he's it's not like he's like a natural bomber or like just a perfect iron player, like maybe a redman is or like one of these long hitters off the tee is. But he's yeah. he's just very well rounded. So, all right, I can get on board with Shuffler.
0: All right, so that is for Eric Reavy Sleeper, Scotty top 10, Burns to uh, as his one and done, Scotty's my one and done zalator is my top 10 davis riley my sleeper those are the picks you're
1: just going straight corn Ferry tour grads the youngest dudes in the field let's do it
0: kft (laughs) for life uh all right let's try this again epat the score what's going on over there
1: (laughs) just uh full full, uh you know full golf coverage that's all we got just download the app track your fantasy football teams track your favorite teams on sunday track track my golf articles i can't can't uh Actually this week for the score bet, if you're, in, if you're in New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado, we had actually some pretty juicy golf lines, which we typically don't have. Sometimes they're a little, you know, right around uh, average, but I was, I was kind of blown away by how good our, uh, our odds were this week.
0: Is the score actually, wait, are they taking bets?
1: Yeah, we, uh, we, have, uh, we have a betting app in New Jersey, Colorado, and Indiana now
0: i oh, I didn't realize it was actually to like put bets in that's next level,
1: yeah, we're a sports book. Oh, you didn't know this. No. I'm not doing a good enough job then promoting my sports so wait are they
0: are, is is the score required to get on with a brick and mortar, or are those are the states that they can just do like mobile only
1: uh I don't know what you mean by that so like we... some
0: so like some like like um like draftkings had to buy a casino in some state because like you have to have like a physical presence there you
1: have to have a You have to have some type of like, I don't know all like the legalities of it, but you do have to buy some kind of stake in like a legal sports book entity in that said state. So I think we have like, we have ties to like a a racetrack in New Jersey and then same thing in the other States, but we are only mobile. We don't have, uh, I don't think we have physical books. Like
0: Like you can't walk up to a a window of the score and play. No, no,
1: it's only mobile.
0: Wow. I, yeah, I knew there was a new betting app but i thought it was like and also i live in california so i can't do any of this but i thought it was like just more betting focused content i did not know no, it's a
1: full-on sports book uh, yeah obviously we're going up against some of the bigger players but it's awesome um a long-term play once it like the score was big in canada for a long time like this score app has been huge up here so once it gets going once the canadians realize what you know <laughs> sports betting and how profitable it could be um, it's gonna it's gonna take off so yeah exciting times we uh we're slowly rolling out to all the states available that is
0: exciting i just learned something new today thank you eric uh all right i think that'll do it eric patterson you can find him at epac golf you can find me at rick run good this has been 300 yards to unknown and we'll catch you next time